You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. And many, many times the churches have have tried to reach out and to acclimate to the world, to try to entice the world to come into the church. Uh, God didn't design the church for, for the lost. Uh, the church is for the saved, not saying we don't want to have, uh, we don't want to uh, invite them in or have uh, evangelistic services and outreach. Uh, that, that absolutely is a part, but the church is the family of God. The church is the, the assembly of, uh, of saved, baptized believers. Uh, and in that process of believers that are assembling, uh, we come together so we can grow, we can be edified, we can be strengthened, and so we can encourage and strengthen others. And so, uh, grab your Bibles, Revelations chapter 12, uh, and let's go to verse number 7. Let's stand together, Revelation chapter 12, and we'll give you just one more chance to stretch there uh, for the ninth, the seventh inning stretch, uh, and so we should be done by, by 9 o'clock. So, uh, so anyway, uh, Revelations chapter number 12. Uh, I'll read verse 7, uh, join me on verse 8, and we'll read down through verse number 11, Revelation 12, 7 through 11. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and the, his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. And let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, sharing with us uh, things to come. And Lord, we know that uh, in the word of God that we can see historically what you have done and what you have preserved for us. But Lord, you also have given us some insight into the things that are going to come hereafter. And I pray that you would just challenge us in our faith. I pray that you would encourage us and help us, Lord, as we uh, just endeavor to grow for you. So I pray that you would bless for Christ's sake. Amen. You can be seated. Uh, last week, uh, go ahead and bring it down just a little bit. Uh, last week, we looked at the first six verses of Revelation 12, and uh, we saw that there were two great wonders. All right, there was two great wonders. The first great wonder was the sun-clad woman. And so uh, here we had the woman that was there. Uh, and then we had the great red dragon. 
and as we uh, looked at that, uh, we saw that the sun-clad woman, uh, she represented uh, the nation of Israel. Uh, and of course, as you look through, it does uh, refer to Mary having, uh, uh, it refers to Christ being born, uh, but it was the sun-clad woman is not about uh, Mary, it is about the nation uh, that uh, Christ has come through. Uh, then we see that there was that great red dragon, uh, and uh, here we see some of that explanation uh, of that great red dragon uh, and the, the names that are there, and we'll look at that in just a little bit. Uh, but with that, uh, there was, uh, we see that 1,203 score days, that 1,260 days, uh, which is 42 months, which is uh, three and a half years. And with that, we see that we are now uh, from chapter uh, 12 and verse number 6, uh, and going into verse number seven, uh, we are at the midway point of the tribulation. And the first half of the tribulation period was going to be a time uh, where it was going to be peace. And then you get into the second half of the great tribulation period and it will be chaos. It is going to be absolute chaos. Uh, it is going to be uh, just death. Uh, it is, it is going to be a terrible time. Now, uh, as, as we look at this and we uh, think back, you say, well, we've already addressed some of those things. Uh, the Bible is not written chronologically. So as you're reading in chapter 4, 5, 6 and the woes and uh, all of those things, uh, it is not in this, this order of chapter and verse. So uh, we have to, in our study, we have to recognize that God gives us things, but God is not in time. He's outside time. Time doesn't matter to God. We're the ones that are stuck in time. And so as we are studying, and if you would like to, uh, to uh, try to follow through Scripture uh, and do so chronologically, it is very interesting. I've got a chronological Bible uh, that I use, uh, and it is, it is amazing. You start, uh, you start uh, uh, in the Scriptures, and uh, it's not going through just through Genesis, and it's bouncing all over the place. It's, it is pretty amazing uh, about that, and so uh, that is something that's interesting in our Bible studies, but uh, here we're three and a half years in. We have three and a half years to go, uh, and as uh, stated before, uh, the tribulation period is called the time of Jacob's trouble. Uh, so go take your Bibles, go back to Jeremiah chapter number 30, and Jeremiah chapter 30, and there is this phrase that is used to, uh, to identify the tribulation period. Now, uh, in Je Jeremiah, uh, there was the Babylonian captivity that was coming. 
Uh, but, but with this, uh, and though the, uh, the Babylonian captivity with King Nebuchadnezzar, it was judgment on Israel, uh, verse number 7 of chapter 30 is a verse that is referencing uh, the final uh, judgments. And so, uh, Revelation, or I'm sorry, Jeremiah 30, verse 7, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it, even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. And so here we, we see that some of the judgment is there, uh, but it won't be like the time of Jacob's trouble, uh, the time of the end time, the time of the great tribulation period. Uh, and so tonight we're going to look at uh, the 24th lesson that we've done out of Revelation. And so this is uh, the war in heaven. And so let's go back to Revelation chapter 12, verse 7, and we will start walking through these verses. Uh, so verse number 7, there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. Now, when we think about uh, we think about a war in heaven, and we think about that uh, that time, we here we see that there is a war in heaven. But when I when I think through this, and I think about Satan being in heaven. I go back to Isaiah chapter 14, and in my mind, uh, I look back when Lucifer was cast out of heaven. So hold your place there in Revelation, and let's go back to Isaiah chapter number 14. Uh, so as we go into Isaiah 14, what we're going to find is there was a battle. There was a time when Satan was cast out. Uh, his name was Lucifer uh, at that point. Uh, so let's look at that, uh, that first that war, if you would. Uh, that was in heaven. Isaiah chapter number 14, look at verse number 12. Isaiah 14, 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. And here, as we look at this, uh, there are some commentators that are saying this is just dealing with a king of the day. Uh, this is not dealing dealing with a king of the day. This is dealing with Lucifer. This is dealing uh, with Satan. This is dealing with the battle when he was uh, cast out of heaven, uh, and he took a third of the angels with him. Uh, last week in chapter number 12 of Revelation, we talked about the dragon in his tail taking a third of the stars with him. And so here we see this. Uh, we see Satan, though, he was in heaven, and he was cast out. But now here in Revelation, we see that there's another war. And we see in that other war that he is in heaven. And, you know, the devil cannot do anything without God's approval. He is a power, but he is not the power. 
And here, what do we find is we find that uh, there is a battle uh, that is going on. And, uh, but we see that he, at this point, because uh, th- he has not been cast out, this battle has not been taken, th- this battle of revelation is still in things to come. So that means that Satan, though he was cast out of heaven as his dwelling place, uh, the Bible tells us that he is the God of this world. Uh, He is is the uh, the authority in this world and the world arrangement. Uh, But he still has access to heaven. But one day he will not. He has access today to the presence of God. But one day he will not. So there was a war, and in this war, uh, we see this war, uh, we see Michael and his angels, we see Satan and his angels, uh, and those battles are still going on today. Uh, Satan is against God's people. Satan hates God, and he hates everything about God, and he, he is in a battle against God. And what does he do? He also attacks God's children. Uh, so uh, with this, uh, 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That, bat, that is going on today. Uh, that is present tense. Now, there's coming a day when there's going to be a battle, and that, that will end. Uh, but until that time, uh, he is still our adversary. He is still our enemy. Ephesians six twelve. for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, uh, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I was praying this morning. And as I was praying, I was thinking about the condition of our country and the mess that it is in. I was going through Psalms and looking at just in Proverbs this morning, chapter 29, about when the righteous rule. You know, we don't live in a day where the righteous are ruling. And it brings us to 1 Timothy 2, 2, that 2 and 3, that we need to be in prayer for all that are in authority, kings. Uh, we, need, we need to be in prayer for them. Why? That we may, be, we may lead a quiet and peaceable life, which is the will of God concerning you. You know, God wants us to live a quiet and peaceable life. Miss Sarah, did you get that? Quiet. It has been quiet around here with Miss Sarah not being here. <laughs> uh, she said, you miss the quiet. Yeah, you, miss the, uh, you miss it. It's too quiet. Uh, I said, I miss you. Uh, I don't miss the volume. Uh, and so, uh, but to, anyway, here, uh, God wants us to lead a quiet and peaceable life. Who, who wants chaos? You know what? God doesn't want us to have chaos. 
I was passing out flyers today, went down to Walmart, and I was passing out uh, flyers, and there are people coming out of Walmart, and I'm putting the flyers out on the cars and giving them to people, and as I was doing so, uh, I had worked down this row, and uh, this man and woman were coming out of uh, Walmart, and mama wasn't happy, and, and the guy was following behind, and she was chirping and chirping and chirping, and he's trying to get, you could just see, he was trying to explain, he was trying to explain himself, and she was just ahead of him about five paces, and she was leaving him in the dust, uh, and finally she turned around right in front, I mean, they stopped right about in front of me, and she turns around and just lets this guy have it. You know what? Nobody wants that. We want a quiet and peaceable life. And, and with that, uh, and it's not always the ladies that do it, but, but here in that instance it was today. And so uh, here we, we, we see, we, we, want that, we want that peace. We want that, uh, that, that life that God has for us. And you know what, child of God, when we do things God's way, we can have that peace. No matter what the storms of life bring our way, there is still peace in the soul of the child of God. So here we see this, uh, this uh, battle that is going on. Uh, and so here in verse, verse number uh, 7, there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels. And so when we think about uh, Michael and his angels, we think about the archangels. Uh, and uh, I do anyway. And God says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And in that battle, there, are spi there is spiritual power and there is satanic power. And here uh, we see that uh, there was, Michael was in that battle. Now, I think about the archangels, Gabriel and Michael uh, are the ones that are, that are mentioned there. Uh, uh, four times Gabriel is mentioned. Uh, Gabriel uh, is always mentioned as a messenger. Uh, for time's sake, we're not going to be able to go to all the verses. Uh, you can go ahead and throw those up real quick if you've got them. Uh, but Luke 1.19, uh, we see how uh, Gabriel came to Zechariah uh, and Elizabeth. Uh, he was the messenger, took the message of God that uh, a baby was going to be born, and that was John the Baptist. Uh, Luke 1.26 and 27, again, Gabriel was that angel, that spiritual power. There was a messenger from God to man, uh, to Mary, telling about the Christ child who was going to come. Uh, and so Gabriel was that one, Luke 1, 26 and 7. It says, and in the sixth month of the, the angel, Gabriel was sent, sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. So we see uh, Gabriel, he was that messenger uh, that came from God. Uh, but then we, uh, he also, in Daniel, he was one that was to give understanding in, in dreams and visions. And uh, so uh, Daniel 8.16 and Daniel 9.21, uh, you could jot those down if you want to look at those later. Uh, but then we see Michael. Uh, Michael is the archangel that is uh, listed here in this passage of scripture of Revelation. Uh, and he is called in Daniel a prince. 
And so what is that? He is a power. He is a leader. Uh, he is a ruler, if you would. And so he is a prince, a spiritual prince. Uh, Daniel 10, 12 to 13, and then Daniel 10, 21. Uh, and then in Daniel 12, 1, we see that Michael, uh, this archangel, he was a warrior. He was a protector. So Daniel 12, 1, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of my people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And let me tell you, that right there is talking about what is getting ready to take place in Revelation. And here, that archangel Michael, uh, he is that one that battled. Uh, Jude, verse 9, yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, uh, disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him any railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. You know what that tells me? Uh, that, that Michael, as the warrior, what did he do? He used the word of God. You know what? When we're in spiritual warfare, we need God's Word. There's power in the Word of God. Uh, you and I have no power. None. But God's Word has power. Uh, there's power there. Uh, and so we go to Revelation 12, 7, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. So uh, we see, first of all, number one, the place, uh, the war in heaven. Uh, we see the place. It was in heaven. Uh, that's where the battle uh, was going to uh, rage. Uh, the devil continues to fight against God. So in this passage, we go through it here. We see, first of all, that there, uh, there was war, but the place of the war, it was in heaven. Secondly, let's look at the people of this war. In verse 7, uh, we see it was Michael and his angels against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. So Michael and his angels and Satan and his angels. So this, spiritual, this was a spiritual battle. A spiritual battle. Now, spiritual battles have consequences. And, and with that, uh, we are going to see what is going to take place. I'm so thankful that we serve a God that wins. I remember when I was younger, I was a scrapper. I was always in fights. I remember, I remember, I think I was in third or fourth grade, my parents said, if you can go two weeks without getting, uh, getting in a fight, we will buy you a BMX dirt bike. I did not get the bike. That, I mean, I was in fights all the time. And I was small, but I was, with being small, I did not want to be the one that was getting picked on, so I was ready to swing at any moment. And all that did was just make people back up a little bit. So then I didn't have to, uh, there wasn't, uh, I didn't become that target. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, I remember though a couple times where I got in fights with people that were way bigger than me. And I remember one time I was in a fight and I come running home 
and I'm busting it for everything I can. Mom's not, not home, and uh, my big brother was home, Casey. And I'm running down, I'm coming around the block, and I'm yelling, Casey! And my big brother, it was a big brother. He was big. And I was a runt. And I'm busting it. He opens up the door, and I went up about four steps and in through that door. And I was like second grade, and I think I was being chased by like a sixth grader. And so, I mean, here I am, little guy, and, uh, and so I'm getting chased by this, uh, this sixth grader. And my, my brother comes out and stands out on the lawn, and he got pummeled. Uh, and so, uh, anyway, but, but there was something in my mind that said, well, I got a big brother, I'm okay. If I can't handle him, he can. You know what? We have a God who can handle anything. There's battles that we cannot win. There was no way that I was going to win in, in a fight uh, with that kid. He was way too big. Uh, and, but the reality is uh, we have a God who can take care of anything that comes our direction. Uh, and so here, Michael and his angels, Satan and his angels, they are in this war. But look, I, I like verse uh, the third part here, number three, prevailing in the war. Look at verse number eight, and prevailed not. Uh, so what do we have? Uh, verse number seven, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against uh, the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not. The devil didn't win. He's not going to win. Uh, the, he is going to prevail not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And when he loses this battle, uh, he has lost his access to heaven. The great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth. His angels were cast out with him. And so here we see... Uh, the names that God gave to uh, this red dragon or to this enemy. Uh, we see that uh, the name was the great dragon. Uh, his name was the old serpent. Uh, old serpent referring back to Genesis uh, when the serpent beguiled Eve. And uh, so he was the serpent. He's the old serpent. Isn't it ironic that the, de that the world wants to lift up Satan? Think about the tattoos. Serpents and dragons. They're everywhere. They are symbols of, they are satanic symbols. Then you have the, the skull and crossbones. Death. You know what? The world has been deceived. They're deceived. You know, they just need truth. Aren't you glad somebody shared truth with you? I'm so glad somebody shared truth with me. But here we see some of the names of this enemy, the great dragon, the old serpent, the devil, Satan. Uh, and there are times where it appears that he is winning, but child of God, he's going to lose. He's going to lose. Uh, he's not on the, we are on the winning side. Uh, he is not. Uh, so uh, this, this battle 
is, is not the, the battle where Lucifer fell. This battle that we're talking about is in the middle point of the tribulation period. And then uh, we will have the three and a half years of great tribulation. Uh, and so uh, that's when uh, that is going on. So the, uh, uh, the name, the prevailing in the war, he does not prevail. Fourthly, the praise in the war. The praise in the war. I want, to, I want to go back real quick to the, uh, the, the place of the war. You know, when we think about uh, Satan, he has right now access to God. Because of time's sake, we're not going to go there. But if we, if we went back to Job chapter 1, you will find that Satan comes before God. And there's a conversation that goes on. And that that time, uh, that opportunity is still going on today. And so let's, let's continue here. The praise in the war, uh, verse number 10, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of uh, our brethren uh, is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Now, look there at the end there. It says the accuser of our brethren. I like that, that pronoun right there. I like it that uh, it is tied together. The family of God is included together right there. You know, we all have the same enemy. We have the same, same enemy. It's, it's not each other. It's not, it's not the, uh, the, the enemy is not our governor. The enemy is not our government. The enemy is not our president. Uh, though uh, I can see how uh, I feel like we're enemies. Uh, but, but the reality is, for the child of God, we've got to remember that the enemy is the devil. He is the enemy. And with that, this battle is coming, uh, and, but there is going to be praise. And so here, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, uh, and that, that loud voice, it was not a timid voice. It was not a quiet voice. It was a shout of praise. It wasn't shy, it wasn't bashful, a loud voice. Now is come salvation. Now is come salvation. Now, when we think about salvation, we just think about, well, the day you get saved. Let me tell you, uh, we are, as long as we are, uh, we have an enemy, there is, uh, there isn't that full salvation that is ours. It is future tense. And I am saved as I will ever be saved. But when the enemy is removed, that's when we are going to experience our salvation. As in, we won't have those battles anymore. 
And so here uh, now is our salvation. Uh, so uh, praise the Lord. Victory is ours and God will receive the glory. Salvation uh, is something that's been purchased for us, but that enemy is still with us. He is a defeated foe, um, but uh, the culmination of this great gift, uh, the purchasing of it is complete. But the but the process, uh, we, we are still, uh, and there will still be evil until God has that final battle. And the devil is cast into hell. And so uh, salvation uh, here uh, is come. Uh, strength uh, that was over the enemy. God's power is over Satan's power. And in due time, he is going to cast him into hell. Praise the Lord. And the kingdom of our God. Kingdom of our God. Can you imagine? One day we are going to live in a kingdom that is ruled by God. What a blessing. I mean, just to think that we will not have to second guess the decisions. Things are happening around the world today, and you just wonder, is that on purpose? They said it was an accident, but was it? You know, one day, when God's in control, and God, we are in His kingdom, we won't have any worries. We won't have any wonderings about if something was right or wrong or just. See, the kingdom of our God, he says, the power of his Christ. The power of his Christ. You know, the rejected one will one day be received. Praise the Lord. I was talking to a man yesterday uh, about the Lord, and uh, as I was talking with him, uh, he was uh, Muslim. And so uh, I was bringing up Jesus, and he was bringing up Muhammad. And uh, we didn't get too far uh, but uh, in the plan of salvation, but, you know, one day we won't, we won't have any of that. It's all going to be based on who the Lord Jesus Christ is. The power uh, of his Christ, the Messiah, uh, so, so the scorned one will one day be supreme uh, and, uh, and seen as supreme. So here we'll see that there is praise, uh, and that praise for who God is, the praise for what God has done. But what is the praise that uh, we see here? Uh, we see that the accuser of our brethren is cast down. The accuser of our brethren is cast down. Now, the word devil means accuser. That is the absolute interpretation of that word. He is the accuser, the devil, the accuser. And he, he right now, has access to the Father. And in that access, he is acting as the accuser, as he did with Job. 
uh, and uh, doth, jo- doth Job serve thee for naught? What was it? There was an accusation that was there, that Job didn't serve God uh, because of who God was. Job served God because of what God gave him. You know what? How we respond in trials really determines what is our motive for serving God. Is it just when we get something? You know what I'm talking about. There are people that come around when they have something that they need. And that's what, the, that's what Satan was accusing Job of doing. He's the accuser of the brethren. So the word uh, devil is the word accuser. The word Satan is adversary. So here the devil and Satan as God is giving these names for this, this uh, uh, great red dragon, uh, that old serpent. Uh, these are all characteristics of Satan. He is an accuser. He is the adversary. Uh, but this accuser, which accused them before our God day and night. You know, over the years, all of us have had someone falsely accuse us. You know, when those false accusations come, they hurt. They hurt. And what's worse than the accusation, the false accusation, is when people that you love and say they love you and they believe it. That's hurtful. That's why the Bible tells us that we are not to receive an accusation, but at the mouth of two or three witnesses. Not, not people that think, not people that agree with, witnesses. And here the devil is the accuser of the brethren, but you know what? As much as a false accusation hurts, the Bible doesn't tell us that the devil is a false accuser. He is a liar, we know that. He is a deceiver. But here he comes before God. God knows what truth is. So the accusations that he brings before God are not false. They're true. You know, we give the devil all kinds of ammo, don't we? He opened his mouth and said something. He did thus and so. You know, the devil, he is the accuser of the brethren. And when he stands before God as that accuser, He doesn't have to make stuff up because we have done enough. Parents, have you ever had somebody come and tell you something about your kid? Do you know what they did? You know how that makes you feel? Makes you feel terrible. That's what God does. God accuses His children before God. And here we see that uh, this 
the accuser of the brethren. And there is, a, there is an accuser right now against us. He still has access. But one day he won't. One day he will not have, he will not have a seat. One day he will, he will not have an audience with God. One day he won't be able to hurt our God because of our failures. Praise the Lord. But here there is a witness against us and we give him ammunition ammunition uh, but praise the lord one day he will be defeated the accuser of the brethren day and night uh, it never ceases it always goes on uh, and uh, here uh, not only are we currently saved from the penalty of our sin uh, there's coming a day when we won't even be in the presence of sin it won't even be there so lastly, uh, look at verse number 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. What do we see fifthly here in this war? We see the power in the war. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Uh, there is power in the blood. Uh, we're still going to keep singing about the blood and the power uh, in the blood uh, and the victory over Satan, uh, the victory in this spiritual warfare, the victory that uh, Michael and his angels over Satan and his angels, uh, the victory is going to come because that there is power in the blood. But there's not only power in the blood, uh, there is also power in the testimony of the believer. They overcame them, talking about the saints during this time. Uh, and, and with that, uh, there was, they overcame. And, and, it, and it says that they love not their lives unto the death. Uh, these individuals, talking now about martyrs who are going to die uh, because of uh, the tribulation period and all that is going to come uh, with that. Uh, and so uh, Satan is going to be cast down to earth. When we get to the next uh, passage, and we get down to the next verse, we are going to see that there is wrath that is going to come. And the believers, although they are going to uh, experience the wrath uh, that is going to be there, and they are going to lose their life, many will lose their lives. Uh, here, they overcame. They lost their life as a mar martyr, yet they overcame. You know what, believer, it's not about here. It's not about how things all come together down here. And here, when they overcame him, they overcame by the power of the blood and by the word of their testimony. Let me ask you, who have you shared your testimony with? Who have you told? There's power in your testimony. Miss Sarah's been sharing her testimony down at the hospital. There's power 
and a testimony. A transformed life, there's power in that testimony. You say, well, I didn't, I didn't come from this horrible lifestyle and this, that, and the other. Uh, you have, God has blessed you. If God allowed you to be raised in a Christian environment and you heard the gospel as a young child, you have a testimony uh, for salvation just like anybody else has a, t- uh, a testimony of salvation. And with that testimony, there's power in it. And you and I can overcome the evil one with the power of the blood and by the word of our testimony. Share your testimony of salvation. Tell somebody about about the Lord. People say, well, pastor, I'd go soul winning, but I just don't know what verses to use. Just use your testimony. Well, don't I need the Romans road? Well, you can add that at some point. Well, what if they ask me a question I don't have the answer for? Who hasn't had somebody ask him a question they didn't have an answer for? Say, so, well, I'm a, I'm a little embarrassed or I just don't really know what to say. Just tell them what happened to you. You know, the Apostle Paul, when he witnessed, there is not one recorded time where Paul witnessed and used Scripture. Now, go ahead and put that one out on Facebook and see what happens. But he doesn't. What does he do? He tells his personal testimony. Every time Paul witnessed, he just told what happened to him. He didn't have to quote Romans 3.23. He didn't have to quote uh, Romans 10.9 and 10 uh, and Romans 10.13. He didn't quote John 3.16. He just said, you know what? I was walking down the road and the Lord appeared to me and he told what happened to him. A testimony is just what you experienced, what you saw, what you experienced. And you tell somebody about what Jesus has done in your life, You can be a witness for him. And that's what God wants us to do. Here there was was a war, that war in heaven. So we looked at the woman last week. We look at the war this week. We'll look at wrath next week. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Uh, Thank you for your word. And I pray that you would help us as we go back out into this world. Uh, Lord, may you just use us to be able to uh, share the good news of the gospel. May we... Uh, be encouraged and challenged uh, because of we know what's coming. We know things that are going to happen in in days to come. Uh, And so help us then to have that confidence to be able to share the good news. So work in hearts now, please. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You're here tonight. You know Christ is your personal Savior? Do you know if you... Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.